Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. Today we've got a crazy story of a boss not letting a parent look after their own sick children. But first a story from Endless Postability. Fine, I'll let the dog out in the front yard instead. This happened a few years ago, but I just stumbled upon the sub so I might as well share. At the time, I was living with my then boyfriend, now ex, and our dog in a small home with a fenced backyard. We'd gotten robbed that summer, and while luckily the burglar was caught and we got our valuables back, the lock on the sliding glass doors to the backyard were broken. In typical fashion, my ex promised he would fix it, but weeks ticked by with no repair. My boyfriend owned the house and wanted to do all these home ownership things himself. He refused to call a locksmith, or let me call a locksmith, or let me buy and fix the lock, but also never had the time to fix the lock himself. It was broken in a way that made it very hard to either lock or unlock. We would normally let our dog in the backyard every morning to go to the bathroom, and during the week he would just deal with it, but it was really hard for me to shove open the broken lock every weekend morning while he slept in. Multiple weeks in a row I brought up the lock and how I couldn't let the dog out easily on early weekend mornings. He finally snapped at me one morning to just let her out front instead like I was stupid for not thinking sooner. So I did, knowing full well the sprinklers were on in the front yard. They ran every weekend morning that early. Our pup happily went to the bathroom out front under a sprinkler shower and then bounded back into bed with him at 7am soggy and wet. Boyfriend was mad. He fixed the lock the next week. This is probably just about the best way you could handle somebody that is just so negligent with repairing their household like that. You just gotta find that great way to really get it through to them that it's annoying not just having this fixed. If you were in a situation like this with your partner and they kept putting off fixing the locks over and over, would you just start getting livid? Or would you rather try to find some kind of way that annoys them too about it without being outright hostile? Let me know how you would handle it in the comments down below. Our next story is medical advice compliance. So, an uncle of mine was diagnosed with what today would be called an eating disorder, but it was a long time, so the doc just told him not to eat anything but the normal three meals a day. He asked the doc if he was allowed to eat fruit along the day, and the doc said yes. Asked if watermelon was fine, Doc said yes, thinking Uncle meant slices. He ate a whole freaking watermelon in one sitting. Doc said no more watermelon, melon, or any fruit larger than a mango. Hey man, going on a diet's hard, I respect it. They asked, hey, can I have fruit along the way? They didn't clarify how big the fruit had to be. Our next story is from Explainer003. Give me all the combinations. Okay, whatever you say. I work in an ice resurfacer factory, think Zamboni but not the brand. One of my jobs is to build button-operated dashes. At an average of 9 buttons, 12 max, they each operate a different part of the machine. 
turn on lights, dump the dirty snow, etc. One of my bosses decided that rather than place decals, stickers, on, each one will get engraved. I had to make a list of combinations for the new dashes. I go to the guy engraving them to see what he wants. Some dashes we make more of than others. The machine we're using to engrave everything is not reliable to fit everything. I think we would need a new machine to fit everything. I had to get what he needed for the machine, and the conversation went like this. I say, hey, coworker, what dashes do you need? They say, just give me all of them. I say, are you sure? They say, yes, I'm sure I need all of them. I say, okay. Insert malicious compliance. Well, there were 16 total combinations. Most of them we don't use. Some of them almost covering a line on the page. Some of these include propane slash natural gas, dual fuel with wash water and flashing light, no tire wash, board spray with tire wash, regular with tire wash and flashing light, no wash water. I printed the list off and handed it to coworker. Coworker just looked at me. He just began laughing hysterically. He just looks at me and shakes his head. He says, I can only fit so many of these on the system. I say, well, you asked for all these combinations, didn't you? He starts laughing at his stupidity and says, well, I can't give you crap for that now, can I? He was still laughing at his stupidity when my boss came around to check in on the progress. When he asked what we were laughing about, the coworker hands him my list while still laughing. My boss ended up cussing at himself for the rest of the day. This story has the best of both worlds, a good little malicious compliance, and the coworker didn't freak out or get all rude or whatever. They took it in stride, admitted that they made a mistake there, and actually was pretty chummy with OP. Our next story is from past newspaper 8464. It's kind of silly and stupid, but I had a tiny malicious compliance earlier when my cousin and I had this conversation. I said, okay, so where do I put your water cup? My cousin says, oh, just put it on my desk. There's a napkin on the desk. Place it on top of it. I knew very well what she meant. But I went over to her desk and placed her water on the desk and then placed the napkin on top of the water cup. She laughed at it and called me a smart butt. I'm not gonna lie, if I sat a napkin down on the desk surface and then somebody went and took that napkin and laid it over my cup of water, I probably wouldn't laugh at it. I'd probably be a little bit annoyed because... As clean as you try to keep your desk, it's just been like sitting right on the surface and then you're just laying that right over the cup. Is that a germaphobic reaction? I don't know. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from Kind Kidney. No horror series in this bedroom. My husband is extremely picky with what he watches on TV. I, on the other hand, I love watching series and movies. Lately, I got a liking for horror series. I binged watch 2 this weekend, and I don't plan to switch genres for a while. Last night we were in bed, he doesn't really watch what I play, he just lays on his stomach while I rub his back, and he complained how he didn't want to listen to any more horror series, so I played a horror movie. Would you guys say that even if you're really, really into a horror genre, and maybe it's even super commonplace for this relationship to watch stuff while the other one rests in the bed? That the horror genre specifically should be one of those ones that's completely outlawed from being playable in that situation? Let me know what you guys think. Our next story is from Ancient Educator 76. Just sign this document that will dock you 11 and a half hours. I'm a middle school teacher who speaks fluent Spanish, thanks to growing up in the West Valley. Go Suns! The fact that I'm bilingual has given me many opportunities, 
including one where a teacher in charge of an English language learner, ELL, important acronym for later, program, gave me the opportunity to tutor students twice weekly, plus an additional 15 minutes per every hour worked as prep time. Okay, cool. So Mondays and Fridays, I punch 15 minutes before 2.20 during my 7th hour prep, then punch out at 3.30 when the kids left. No problem, right? Wrong. At the end of the year, I get an email saying I'm being docked 11 and a half hours that were punched in before the end of the day. I was livid. They claimed I'm getting double paid, but I looked through everything I signed off on and didn't remember seeing any restrictions on when I was to punch in for those hours. We met in the office and the district representative had me sign this document, and she showed me the contract I signed. Nowhere did it specify when I was to punch in those hours. And I brought this to both people's attention who were present, but the federal action plan, acronym, office lady persisted, just sign it, you can't get double paid, enter malicious compliance. I signed quickly, this time using my middle name, which happens to be Freak This BS. It read O Freak This BS P. I happen to know the person at the district office, D.O. Savior, who will be reviewing this paperwork and know that she'll either ask me what's up or to have me re-sign an obvious non-signature. Like clockwork, I got a phone call on my 7th hour prep from Dio Savior. She asked why I signed like this and why I'm being docked. I explained my working with the two new students who don't speak any English all year, and even teaching them both English all year. I explained that no one said anything all year, and that I'd have made the adjustment to get paid those hours the entire school year. She says, wait a minute. You were on your prep time, right? And you're bilingual? Do you have a cert? All answers were yes. My next paycheck was $3,500 more than my standard paycheck, coming out of the Federal Action Plan ladies' budget for Federal Action Plans. I was very confused at first. It appears that I can punch in during my contract hours if it's on my scheduled prep. And because I have an ELL endorsement, I got this endorsement working with monolingual students in the West Valley, and my direct supervisor on campus doesn't, I get paid as an ELL leader on campus. Quite the stipend. So what was supposed to be a $345 deduction in pay for me turned out to be 10 times greater as a deduction from their department paid directly to me. So looks like federal action plan ladies right. I can't get double paid. But it looks like I can get double quintuple paid. If you work in a place where you're able to get that bilingual bonus, it sounds like a very lucrative thing and it's actually super cool for the people who can have access to that. Also, really unrelated to the direct story, but OP signing signature thing makes me think about how when you're asked to sign stuff in the store when you're checking out, like how useless that signature actually is, like they're never going to ever check it. I've heard stories where some people drew pictures as their signature. I heard some people always sign off as Mickey Mouse. Apparently the cashiers never call you out on it. Our next story is from Blue Cree. Malicious compliance on a golf course. We, four of us, played golf this morning. Things get busy this time of year, so the course was pretty well booked solid. There were a number of foursome in front of us, but right in front of us was just a single player by himself. By the time we got to the third hole, we caught up with him, and the five of us were waiting on the group in front of him. Instead of just following behind him, we offered to have him join us and play as a fivesome. 
Now, most golf courses don't allow five balls because they tend to slow things down, but we were already waiting on the group ahead of us anyway, and no one was moving too quickly. So we're playing and keeping up with the group ahead until we got to the eighth hole. Suddenly, the course marshal pulls up and says that there was a complaint that there was a fivesome on the course, which isn't allowed. We explained what happened and that we were keeping up with the groups ahead, but we were told that it wasn't allowed. Cue malicious compliance. We sent the single player ahead by himself and told him to take his time. We'd already been waiting 10 minutes on the group in front of us, and now we waited another 10 minutes for him to complete the hole. It was a par 3, and you can't hit until the group ahead leaves the green. By this time, there were two more foursomes lined up behind us on the 8th tee. We played the rest of the course at our normal speed and had finished in under 4 hours, which is faster than required, but by the time we finished, the whole course was a half an hour behind schedule. You gotta love aka be frustrated that OP tried and that this wasn't some conscious decision and that they know that it doesn't work with the rules, but the course marshal is so stuck on the rules that they're like, no, 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 you slow things down even more here, sir. Okay. And our final story of the day is from Typerator. Kids with COVID, and I'm denied the PTO to care for them during their quarantine. My kids, ages 4 and 2, tested positive for COVID, and obviously can't be at daycare. HR gave me the paperwork for FMLA, but it requires a doctor's signature, and the doctors in contact about that said they don't sign FMLA paperwork. Added to add, this was urgent care. They said I might have better luck with a pediatrician, but I had no way to send them that paperwork, so I thought the letter would suffice. This left me with no recourse for that, so I called their pediatrician and got them to write a letter that my kids are positive and that I should be off work to care for them during their 10-day quarantine. Then I get a call from my supervisor that that's been denied, and I need to figure something out, even if it means seeing clients after my wife got home from work. You know, after 5pm? Who's gonna want to see me then? Additional context, my wife and I work for the same agency, but I make only like 50% of her income. I have the PTO to care for the kids while she currently does not. I make calls and get some childcare help for the following day so I can book my whole day with clients, which involve taking those visits back from my team that already covered them. My vaccination status allows me to see clients since I have no symptoms and that childcare help is already living with a COVID positive spouse, and was quite upset after getting that call. That childcare help is a weekly thing that I cancelled in the face of this only to have to turn around and ask them to come back in. My wife is also upset by all this, and she told her supervisor that it's really crappy this is happening. So what? Because she's the wife and mom, she should have to take unpaid leave for the kids when I have the PTO? She could get her doctor to sign FMLA for secondary trauma, considering the overwork of the last two years near the front lines of the COVID pandemic, and a heartbeat for a short sabbatical if she needed. She then stopped, and thought about it, and went on. My husband's clients are covered. His team can pick them up and bill those units, but no one can take my clients. If I take leave without pay, then they'll be missing out on 36 billable client visits at $215 a pop. While I'll only save my salary hourly, as no one else can squeeze them into their already understaffed workload and bill them. Sure, I can do that. She put it in terms that, sadly, worked better than the humanity angle. 
I got a call from HR after hours that day that they've reconsidered and have reversed their original decision, and I can take the remainder of my kids' quarantine off, seeing as how I have the PTO and everything. Bless this company, one of your employees' four-year-old and two-year-old gets sick with COVID, and what do they say? Sorry buddy, our hands are tied, you can't go take care of your sick kids, figure it out. So the spouse who makes a lot of money for that company threatens to take time off and they go, actually, you know what? We've changed our minds. Take that time off and take care of your sick kids. Only when it's going to cost them money. But with that said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to see another malicious compliance story that was crazier than the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, click on the right. But with that said, I'll see you all next time for some more stories.